Hey there, everyone. It's Camber here with The Great Retention, sponsored by The Yo Pro Know. I'm Camber, your young professional expert and founder of The Yo Pro Know, where we bring you the answers you need to know about how to hire and retain the best talent, starting with the young professionals you work with. There are a lot of young professional fish in the sea, but what do you do once you catch them and how do you reel them in? That's where we come in. Today, I am so excited to have Ramon Nieves Lugo, Principal at Unicom Media Group, or UMG, as we like to say, joining us here from Greenville, South Carolina. He will be the chair of Fall for Greenville next year, which for those of you in the audience from Greenville, you know what a big deal that is. And so I'm sure we'll hear more about that. And we actually met several years ago when I was just starting out in my young professional career. While we have not seen each other in several, to- in several years, I love that we have reconnected through this podcast I invited him to be on the show because media is, of course, omnipresent today, and Ramon knows a thing or two about marketing and advertising, not to mention with his background, he understands the importance of knowing the different cultures presented in our region. Today, we are going to cover marketing trends specifically pertaining to young professionals in the millennial and Gen Z generations. We'll also cover why it's important to accept the multiple working generations in the workplace, which act almost as different cultures in itself. Ramon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I know that was such a long introduction, so I would love to know, I know I missed some things, so tell us a little bit more about your background, and then we'll dive more into the details. Well, I was born in Puerto Rico, born Mm -hmm. and raised, so people Mm -hmm. ask me, were you born here? No, it's like, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, and uh, that's what I learned English, so my second language is Mm -hmm. English, Mm -hmm. first language is Spanish, so Mm -hmm. I apologize to the audience if I say something and it's like, what? It's just, I'm thinking Spanish to English, mm-hmm. but uh, that's where I'm from. I'm from, born, raised there, and then came here to Greenville, to study marketing at Bob Jones University, mm-hmm. and really didn't look back uh, since I've come to really love this area. Mm-hmm. We love, our, our family moved here, mm-hmm. and now I'm married. I have a daughter who's three. And, and What's just, her name? Uh, Olivia. Olivia. And so she started school this time around, oh. K3, so... Very excited. And again, mm-hmm. it's just, I love this topic that we're talking about today, but mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a little bit of pers- personal, you mm-hmm. know, um, professionally, but just, you know, started um, a Hispanic marketing focused agency here in Greenville. Uh, most people think it's like, why not Miami or New mm-hmm. York or mm-hmm. LA or Texas? It's just, I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was inspired by other agencies that started here mm-hmm. and I was thinking I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. we could do it. And it started that with my brother, mm-hmm. um, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. and just loved, uh, every bit of it, you know, working with clients locally mm-hmm. and now nationally. So mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of great things, mm-hmm. a lot of good data, and uh, we're going to have uh, some news coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might be in Times Square, our ad. We're going to be running an ad Whoa, in Times Square. Wow. So for Hispanic Heritage Month. So we're excited about That's that. We've so got a few things to share on LinkedIn and things like that. So. Okay. Well, after the interview, we will definitely make yes. sure people know. I want to hear more about that. And we will talk about that in a second. But we'll make sure to connect people to you so that they can see that important announcement. Yeah, thank you. I would love to, to stay connected on that. But before we talk more about UMG, I want to ask you a little lightning round question, is what I like to call it. So while you're a young professional yourself, I do want to make that known. Um, Tell us a little bit about an experience or maybe experiences that you've had with other young professionals in a working atmosphere. Yeah, you know, I I thought about that question and the one that really drew me and actually just relived it uh, a couple of weeks ago with Mm -hmm. an email was that we had a, uh, a young guy working with us. And um, in the emails to client facing, Mm -hmm. he was using acronyms and he was actually interacting with the client in a certain way 
that he will interact with their friends. Mm-hmm. And we catch that on. We're just thinking, hey, wh- why? What does this mean? Or what are you doing? This, mm-hmm. just, uh, just, this is just a question or this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, but, you know, this is this is, this is a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have to, like, it's more client-facing. It's an email that goes to people. It's not internal. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was actually hilarious. And, and, and also, it's a kind of opening, eye-opening mm-hmm. experience because I already was used to that. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you just don't do that. And it was just recently I got an email from a uh, from an intern mm-hmm. from another company saying, "Hey, I have a queue, and it's this, this, and that." And I'm like, "A queue? <laughs> oh, it's Q. a question. Oh, oh my funny. word! Like, but it's, it's but you're seeing that come through, mm-hmm. like this whole mm-hmm. no cap and no and queue yeah. and just these <laughs> acronyms of things that are just so. It's, it's very interesting mm-hmm. that it's impacting the workplace, and I mm-hmm. think it was just funny um, for me. It was That's just really a funny, real experience that I've just. Did not forget, you know? Yeah. Well, and you being in marketing, I'm sure you've seen a lot of reels and TikToks making fun of oh, that. Yeah. And it, it's like a millennial saying, you know, millennials hanging out with their Gen Z counterparts and they're trying to keep up with the lingo. And that's really interesting though, when you bring clients into the mix and communicating with yes, clients. So exactly. that's really important. And I would like to dive into that a little bit more, <laughs> but first tell us more about UMG and how did you get there? I know you said started in 2010, but yeah. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, for started those in audience 2010, and just it really was um, the idea behind it was to how do we help clients mm-hmm. understand better the Hispanic mm-hmm. community? Uh, you know, I've been working with the Hispanic community here in Greenville and the Upstate, and my background was marketing. And I got a, had a good friend that said, "Hey, why don't you start a, an advertising agency that helps reach the Hispanic market?" And so it, it really came down to that mission of ours was to elevate. Um, not only our clients brand in the Hispanic community, but also elevate the Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about our dual mission here is that I've been in meetings where, you know, there will never be a client of ours and that's okay. But we're talking about the Hispanic community. We're talking about um, things that could change their mindset. And I mm-hmm. love doing that. And mm-hmm. that I come out, I come out of those meetings with just a better, you know, like a better reward than just like a signed contract, just because I know I made a difference. Mm-hmm. And so that has helped us a lot in in growing our agency. Um, we, it was just me and my brother. And now, you know, we got 12 employees. We got wow. clients um, nationally, internationally. Um, like I said, we are going to be soon putting in an ad in Times Square for a client that we're launching. Amazing. and. It's going to, you know, that is a big milestone for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just done really well. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm just thankful for, to God, just let me open those doors. So it's mm-hmm. been awesome just to, you know, those things like that. Well, that's amazing. And I think the thing I kind of heard out of that is there's really a mission that you're fulfilling. You're yeah. like, even when you're in meetings with people that will never sign a contract with you, you are changing their mindset. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We're, we're helping brands tell their story in the Hispanic mm-hmm. market. But in order to do that, we got to help the brand understand who the Hispanic community is. Mm-hmm. And so that's an excellent starting point. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's been a, a it's been a life-changing experience and I love it every, every sense of it. Well, congratulations on a very successful career Thank and you. all the things you'll continue to do. Thank you. Um, knowing that you have, 10 plus years of experience in the marketing world. Really, it's probably 15 years. 15 in the, yeah, years, 15 yeah. plus years yeah. in the in the marketing world. What are some of the current trends that you're seeing now that are important for the businesses in our audience today to know 
um, specifically as it pertains to recruiting and retaining young professionals? Yeah, I mean, that I will never start, I will never stop learning, right? Mm-hmm. But um, that, that is a challenge. That is a challenge of what's going on, with, especially with the millennial and mm-hmm. Gen, Gen Z group. It's like, how do you, you know, you, you, you got to understand first, it's like what they're seeing. You know, they're seeing people on Twitch uh, playing video games and making money out of it. You know, you got to understand that they're on TikTok um, making videos and they're creating all these um, followers. And so, you know, the, the big trend that I'm seeing is, is the rise of this nano influencer, you know, this 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 mega influencers out there, right? That has a million followers or more. But this nano influencer that has 20, 25, 50,000, even 100,000 followers, you know, they're still, they're making money out of mm-hmm. that. And you're seeing people doing that on TikTok, creating mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so that's a big trend um, that we're seeing is, is just the, the nano influencer. So mm-hmm. how, how, how can a business leverage those nano influencers into their messaging? Um, and the other one is like, the, and, and it's really not a trend, but it's just a, been a constant. Um, it's been this. So when you're talking to that generation is that YouTube still is a big vehicle to reach a younger audience, especially mm-hmm. Gen Gen Z, Gen X, uh, millennials. It's just it's there, and so you know that on top of TikTok, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do you leverage your company's message, your mm-hmm. who you are, what are you doing for the community, how you impact the community through those channels that are mm-hmm. getting to that community mm-hmm. and and making a difference? So it, it's really out there instead of just like putting something on Facebook and hopefully someone will see it. No, they, mm-hmm. they're not there anymore. Right. And these opportunities seem so within reach to people because it's, you know, oh, well, I can do this and I can get 10,000 followers and then I can start making some money on the side. This generation is extremely entrepreneurial. Yeah. And so especially Gen Z. Yeah. And so that mixed in. I love your point about seeing how companies can engage maybe some nano influencers in a way to market better to young professionals. I think that's really important for people to hear. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, research also shows that social media plays a very strong part in marketing mm-hmm. and recruiting to these young professionals. So what is your personal experience with this? So do you have clients that have maybe utilized social media to recruit or retain? So basically what we just spoke about, but is anybody actually applying that based uh, on your experience? We did. Yeah. We actually had yeah. a client that we did. We hired, uh-huh. um, uh, two uh, local influencers, nano influencers. Really? And um, that's what we did every, every week we were, mm-hmm. Um, talking to the community about uh, why is it great to work with this company and mm-hmm. w- what what are their benefits and and we changed the titles di- different here and there but it was really um, you know it was different they've never done something like this before mm-hmm. they've always done set up a radio or online mm-hmm. but you know we 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 did push other things in radio and things like mm-hmm. that but the difference here was like these influencers talking about the company mm-hmm. and what they're doing and talking uh, interviewing people so that's really. Uh, something we did and, um, you know, yielded results for them. Wonderful. And what was that cost to do something like that? Like, what was the cost of having an influencer come yeah. in for a company? You know, it it really varies. There's these influencers, sometimes they could do, it, you know, they, they're happy to do it for you in exchange for any goods or services mm-hmm. that you offer. Um, you know, for, for this client like this, we, we budgeted about, I'll, I'll say like about thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. to, to for the for the nano mm-hmm. influencers mm-hmm. to to compensate them for their time and their ideas because mm-hmm. that's the other thing about it is like you gotta let them you gotta let them have that creative freedom mm-hmm. to do to mm-hmm. to 
get your business out there. You can't just be like, oh, and by the way, here's the parameters. You can't just do that. So right. it's important for, for, for the business to give them creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important point. And I would love, before we kind of move on to the, the culture piece of yeah. today's episode, because I do want to talk about the many different cultures that are working in the workplace today. Um, but I want to touch on one final kind of media focused question, um, which is a little bit of a curveball for you. So All right. get excited. Cool. Um, I think a lot of companies wonder, you know, well, I don't think it's professional for us to be on TikTok, or mm. I don't think it's professional of us to do reels on Instagram because they think it, it's, they have this preconceived notion about what it means. Like, it's, you know, a bunch of dances. Yeah. What would you say to those companies about being on video? Cause right now video is, is taking over. Yeah. The same thing I would say, I would say is like, look back at the companies that said, Oh, I will never be in YouTube back when they came out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like it's just, it's, it's, it's a, I tell people it's a wave that it's there. It's coming. You either write it or let the wave come over you. Like it's, mm-hmm. you just have to I mean, if you're not there, your competitors will be, are there. Mm-hmm. And I know I've seen them. I've seen the competitor, you know, being there. I've seen them there. So you really need to understand like, how do we leverage this platform? If that's where your audience is and you're using social media platforms, you say, okay, how do, can we leverage this platform to still communicate what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really, it's, it's really important. Like to say again, if the audience is there, then do it. If it's not, I understand, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be there, but there might be some growth there later on. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you just, I just say like, it's, it's not a, it's a fab. It's, it's here mm-hmm. to stay, Yeah, you know, and it could be, it could be like TikTok today. It could be something oh else tomorrow, yeah. but it, it video, this type of content like this is consumable content mm-hmm. like this. It's not going anywhere. It's yeah. going to grow. That's great. I think people need to hear that from you because they're not going to listen to me when I say it. So thank you for saying <laughs> You're that. Welcome. Um, now talk to us a little bit more about understanding the various working generations that are right now in the workplace. So there's five working generations. And oftentimes in my work with the Oprono, I see just a lot of conflict and tension between those generations. So how do people work together? It's a loaded, <laughs> oh, loaded question. I guess how, how much together? we don't have much time today. We don't have a lot of time. Um, but, but in your yeah. in your professional opinion, in your experience, um, you know, with the Hispanic community and trying to elevate that um, in your experiences, what have you learned that you can share with us? Yeah, you know, I've thought about that question, and you know, I've, I've heard like, experiences, and what I've heard is that disconnect, right? There's a big disconnect between the manager, director, executive level, and the, you know, the worker, the coordinator, you know, whatever that level is, because they're younger. Mm-hmm. And that disconnect is, is a lot of things. It's like work ethics. Like, I mean, I, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I was, I was doing this and that and that. I was like, well, you know, they're growing up differently. Mm-hmm. So all I ask for people that are in leadership that are just a different generation Maybe sit back and, and think about what, what is this generation looking for? Mm-hmm. Look back and say, like, what are they, what they want? Listen first to them to maybe see if there's a way for you to have a positive influence. And, and even talk about that. It's like, talk about, like, why do you want to be in the office five times a week? Well, I want to be in the office five times a week. You know, like have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying here's the song, but at least I think if we go somewhere is by having a conversation. And I think the leader in that has to start that, either be the business mm-hmm. owner, director, whoever that is, then start that, having that conversation, ask why. And we have an open mind, understand like why they want to, you know, I don't blame, I mean, I don't blame the generation that's saying, hey, I don't want, I want to work 
mm-hmm. three times a week in the office and then mm-hmm. twice because there's there's work life balance right this is work life harmony thing that mm-hmm. we want to do and i know i i i we encourage that for people and guess what that's why they see with other companies other companies are encouraging like airbnb right. just announced like they're gonna employees can work from anywhere mm-hmm. hey you know some companies can do it some of those don't mm-hmm. i understand you know what as your company all I ask you is like, have the conversation, mm-hmm. like ask why, no, don't just be like, yeah, th- mandate, this is it. Just ask, start having that conversation to, mm-hmm. to then see how can we work on something? So many companies that I speak to or work with, they just never ask. And yeah. how do you, how do you know what your young professionals really need to be successful? Not want, we don't want to just do everything that any generation wants. We want to help them and do what they need in order yeah. to be successful. Cause it'll ultimately have bigger impacts on your business, yes. right? Yeah. So I think that's an amazing point and I'm so glad you brought it up, but it does start from from leadership. So in our last few minutes together of yeah. this episode, Ramon, tell us, as in your opinion, as a growing number of young professionals enter the workforce and the Gen Xers and the baby boomers begin to retire, where do you see the biggest challenge? You know, um, in our um in our agency, we've, we've really invested on a data platform that does a lot of surveys and really gives us first party data. And one of the big things that we just I just pulled it up, just kind of seeing um, is that this millennial Gen Z group is really is looking at the values of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, about 60 percent of those that are looking for a job or are wanting a job want to see the values of that company. They really want to see. What are those values? Are you paying your workers fairly? Are you supporting, you know, anything diversity and inclusion? And we're seeing that in the stats. It's like they're support. They're saying the reason I want this job, the reason why I want to get this job, is because this company is supporting mm-hmm. us diver- in a diversity or mm-hmm. an inclusion way, or they're or they're supporting those efforts. Mm-hmm. So think about that. That that data is out there, and then we're seeing it right now. So it's definitely like thinking what what are those values that you're sharing out there? Mm-hmm. If you're not sharing any values. Your workers, at least your young ones, are not going to stay there for long. Mm-hmm. May not even encourage other people to come. Mm-hmm. So share those values, right? And the second one is like, how, how is your work environment encouraging upskill? You know, how is your work environment encouraging people to to be better at what they do? Um, I ask, I always ask people, it's like, you know, there's some people that might not be in, uh, entrepreneurs, but they might be entrepreneurs, meaning they might start businesses within your own business, mm-hmm. you know, like let, get them to do that. And I mm-hmm. love that seeing people mm-hmm. grow because they, they can take a risk, but it's mm-hmm. not a big risk. Mm-hmm. So how does that environment tolerate that risk? Mm-hmm. And how do you help them up skill up grow yeah. um, big things on that? But that that's really kind of what the biggest challenges are seeing is that disconnect between those two things. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that that could help the, the challenge, you know, mm-hmm. share those values. Mm-hmm. How does your work environment helping grow individuals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that your point about having, you know, really encouraging that entrepreneurial spirit and yeah. encouraging having those side businesses, right, is really important because, again, this generation is very entrepreneurial in nature, but it helps yeah. it helps you be more successful in your actual business. Yeah. I mean, you saw that through COVID and now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can start today a, mm-hmm. a Shopify store and yeah. tell Amazon. I mean, there's countless of videos of people mm-hmm. are saying sell today, have $50,000 in your right. bank tomorrow, you know, like, and people are falling for some of that stuff. But so, so seriously think about, you know, they're getting exposed of that entrepreneurship. They mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. How can you encourage it? Mm-hmm. If there's a way for you to encourage it, how can you do that? Absolutely. Well, 
This has been really wonderful today. I think that we probably could be sitting here for another hour. Oh, I know. I would love to. But are there any <laughs> last minute words of advice that you feel like we didn't cover today that you'd like the audience to know, whether it's about your business or marketing in general? No, just I mean, I know there's a lot of conversation about recession. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on about that. I think it's just, you know, stick to your values. Stick to if you don't have any or are trying to communicate, communicate those Really look into those. See how can you leverage that, mm-hmm. and and ask. Now is the time to start asking. I tell people it's like not the time is not when the recession's hitting and other things. No, t- now is time to ask. Ask people. Ask your employees. How you doing? What can we do better? Um, and I love doing that. Um, and I heard it from all of our employees, team members, and and I say keep encouraging conversation if possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end the interview. Thank you so much, Ramon, for being here today. Thank you again for joining us for The Great Retention with Camber Parker. Before you go, remember this. Young professionals make up nearly half of the workforce today, and they are expected to jump at a rapid pace in this decade. What will you do as business leaders to help them become the next great leaders we need for the future? Join us next time for more information on how to recruit and retain young professionals. And before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others know where to find next episodes about this topic. And also don't forget to share with your coworkers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.